Hey, and welcome to 36 Weeks. 36 Weeks is a podcast that's meant to help encourage teachers as we work, laugh, and imbibe together as we get through the upcoming school year. I'm your host, and this is Week Negative One. I realize it's not Week Negative One for everybody, but for a lot of us, we have this week of in-service, and then class starts. Yikes. This is part of the podcast where Scarlett and I would like to give thanks to those who have shared this podcast with others. So if you share this week's episode, your name could be on here next week. So here we go. Hannah Johnson, thank you. And Diane Myers, thank you. Diana Johnson, thank you. And my lovely wife who shared the podcast, Scarlett Gonzalez, thank you. Yay me! Hey you. Thank all of you. I also want to take a quick second and just plug the Patreon page connected with 36 Weeks. It's just a place where you can support my work here now and in the future, as I clearly don't have any sponsors or advertisements. Some of the kicks you get for financially donating are kind of cool, so maybe you're interested. If so, feel free to swing on over there. You can see the link in the show notes. Last week we talked about that why question, the concept of it's important to have purpose in what you do. Having a purpose helps you fight negative thoughts, it helps you remember why you're doing the things that you're doing, and helps you stay patient with students as the year goes on. This week's theme is going to be malleability. This week for me is already going to be begrudged because I cannot think of a single time that I have genuinely enjoyed the entirety of in-service. However, what I can say is that every set of meetings I've pulled away something, even if it's just a few life lessons or personal goals. Redoing the same thing every year is a fast way to not grow. I know it's cliche, but remembering what it's like to be forced for eight hours to pay attention is incredibly telling about what it's like to be a teenager. Having the attitude of, I have nothing to learn but everything to give, is not only incredibly unhealthy, but has strains of arrogance. Plus, a fresh start can be good. Leaving everything in the past and showing that when you are removed from stress of being in the mid-years and being around teenagers like the middle of a school year, we're normal people. Reestablish relationships. Decide who you are this year. Start on a better foot that doesn't totally draw from the previous year. Also, you better come up with that fun fact about yourself now because you know in a couple days you're going to get put on the spot during icebreakers. So everyone, uh, go ahead and stand up, say your name and what you teach, and a fun fact about yourself. That's always my least favorite part. Being malleable, being coachable, is a mark of a great worker, of any type, in or out of the education system. Whether you are doing something you don't agree with for the sake of being able to show its inefficiency, or if you're learning something new and applying it. It's a quick display of humility and a constant reminder that we are all, hopefully, on the same team of making students realize their full potential. That's what we're about. And if you can't be malleable and you can't be coachable, then you're walking around with an air that says you don't need a team, you don't need anyone, and that you have all the right answers. And frankly, I don't know if the teaching is the best environment for that kind of mentality. Now, let's be real though, malleability aside, talking of in-service, this stuff sucks. We all either know the person who sits on the outside so no one can see them playing games on their laptops, 
or we are those people. I mean, one or the other. Stay strong. Mind the entire environment for whatever you can and realize that every kid that comes in your class will have the exact same attitude. They're probably not going to want to be there. They're probably already done sitting in the last four and a half hours of classes. And they're probably not going to want to focus on what you're bringing because they really don't see its use. Keeping that perspective in the back of your mind and knowing when to call a break in class so you can be entertaining or jump up and play a game just for the sake of breaking up the monotony, that's something you can take in your classroom, if nothing else. Something that I'm really passionate about is understanding and thoroughly communicating that it is not teachers that make the world go round. I know there might be a couple of us that really think in that way, but all in all, it takes all kinds of educational workers to impact students in the way that we need to. This week's highlight shout out goes out of coaches. I often feel like coaches get a bad rap and I'm not about to act like I've never been that guy to pile on coaches, but a good coach can make or break pivotal moments in a kid's life. At its worst, a bad coach can just be not really impactful. But at their best, a great coach can pour in moments of learning and character development that teachers simply just can't get to. And they do that because they teach kids to accomplish things that they're actually good at and they enjoy doing. Not to mention, they have most likely already been back to school for the last several weeks. There's two days going on, camps going on, planning for the upcoming seasons, making sure kids are taking care of themselves, working weekends, giving up most evenings, and being strong father-mother figures in lives that just don't have that. Now, I know the temptation is to think, look, I know plenty of coaches who sit in the back office and don't do squat, or I know plenty of coaches who walk around in shorts all day long. Really, that's just coming from a place of bitterness because I'm jealous because I can't do that. But even for all those moments that we think and assume from the outside that there's not a lot of work going on, consider the fact that one, coaches, I can see that you have so much of your reputation that is put out into the open publicly every time your teams compete. That's heavy. It's not like I'm taking my star students and then making them test in the middle of a stadium so that everybody can see their grades when they're done. Not to mention, I know that even though there might be stipends involved and things like that, it's still sacrifice of time and energy and effort that you have to do that frankly a lot of teachers don't have to do that. Basically what I'm trying to say is coaches, I see you. You are putting in mad work. Even on top of that, I've heard it said that Mr. or Mrs. in a classroom, that lasts until a student's graduated. Then a lot of kids feel like that relationship has kind of changed. Calling someone coach though? That lasts forever. So listen, as some of us are starting our in-service this week, and others maybe not until next week, I want to remind you that being malleable is good. Even if a grand majority, albeit an overwhelming majority, of what instructors try to teach you this week isn't helpful, spend that time searching for something to apply. It's an exercise of humility and malleability that more and more teachers need to try, myself included. Although I highly doubt that there's anyone who can literally learn and apply nothing from in-service that they hear. Being able to say that you genuinely attempted is both a sign of integrity and character. 
Speaking of integrity and character, our student testimonial this week comes from a lady named Savannah Morales. Uh, Savannah is going to talk about a college professor that she had as well. And so kind of keep in mind what you hear from her and let this echo into how you decide to teach and impact students around you for the rest of the week. Which was the first professor that I actually encountered while at ETBU. She was one of my communications professors, um, really a mentor. Um, she helped me with some undergraduate study and through through some obstacles that I had in my personal life. Um, but in the classroom, she was amazing to everyone. She genuinely wanted to know our opinion and our thoughts. And it really didn't matter who you were or what your background was, or even if your thought was different than hers, she wanted to know. She wanted to know what brought you to that that thought. Um, she helped us to think more critically and she affirmed us in our opinions and she encouraged us to continue thinking for ourselves and to use that when it comes to our career in communication or in any other um, area of our life. But even beyond that, beyond the good conversations we have that were often raw and controversial and through the affirmations that she would give me during my presentations or my papers or my research, which all was extremely helpful in helping me to um, get over my senioritis and move on and graduate. But she was also extremely vital in my um, kind of overcoming some of my personal issues that I was dealing with. At the time that I was doing research, I was studying a, a pretty hard topic and spare the details, um, it really did a number on me and I found myself just very anxious and paranoid and instead of um, reaching out for help at the counseling clinic that I was actually volunteering with, she's who I spoke with and she helped me to um, just kind of be open and feel welcome and accepted and not totally crazy that I was having um, some of the, the fears that I was having. And she just kind of walked with me through. As a mentor and as a professor and really as a friend, she was definitely someone who was there at the right moment during the right season for me. And I'm extremely grateful for her.